You are listening to Whitney Madrike, My Life So Far. It's where I share honestly through life's lessons on love, career, self-growth, spirituality, and simply everyday living. It's everything you need for the offline moments we all experience. Here is My Life So Far. Whitney Madrike and on today's episode I'll be sharing my school journey so everything from my law to fashion design and really everything in between so first of all I want to say that I didn't give you guys a podcast last week and it's because life does get hectic crazy and honestly that was one of the reasons why I didn't want to start a podcast I was like can I do this consistently and almost perfectly but then I realized perfection can hold you back to some extent and so just go with it start it and just try your best and I think that's always the most important thing is that you're doing your best you're you know I'm communicating with you guys um so this podcast I try my best to have it weekly I'm still kind of figuring out the best way to go around everything especially because my life is already so hectic and I've added a podcast which makes it even more hectic but I love this so much so I can't give up you guys know that already that's Whitney so I'm still in a process of learning and figuring out what works best for this podcast um I do try to to have it every weekend for you guys so you have something encouraging that week um but I am just I'm doing my best and so I just wanted to share that with you guys and so that's why this week I'm gonna give you two podcasts because I didn't do that last weekend um and yeah so I just wanted to say that and hopefully you know you'll still love me I know you do (laughs) so let's get back to this conversation for today and I decided it would be great to talk about my school journey because I think a lot of you can resonate with it, um, it being the fact that, you know, you start off doing what you don't want to do um, and then you, you're you trying to navigate towards the area of your life you'd like to actually be in. And so everything makes up my story, even the unwanted parts. And I think it's so important that you also remember that, like as much as you're in a place that you don't necessarily want to be in, it makes for a great story you know that's why I kind of always tell myself I'm like this sucks right now but you know when you're when you're making a movie about your life it would be great you know so that's like my positive thinking um but it can be crazy and it can be sad it can be frustrating it can be all of those feelings and so I really do hope that this story gives you kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel where you know you're probably doing a course right now or you're on your way to doing a course right now or you're even in the process of that course um and you just hate it and you want to give up you know you have options you can give up but for some of us that isn't an option um and for some of us even being in a space you don't want to be in is almost better than the space that you would be in if you weren't in that space does that make sense so you know you're in space b but if you're not in space b that means you're in space a which space a sucks so you rather just stay in space b so you can progress to c um and so that has been kind of my life and um it's been a lot of navigating or navigating through these spaces to kind of keep myself together and to remain sane because a lot of the times I just wanted to go crazy and just give up on life. I grew up in Nigeria and that is where I spent most of, you know, my childhood, teenage years growing up. And so that's where I did like my nursery school, primary school, secondary school or high school, if you want to call it that. And foundation, which is almost like A level or level, um, almost like pre-college school. Let's just put it like that. And so... In that whole process, first of all, in primary school, that's kind of where I knew what I wanted to do. So in primary school, I'm like, yeah, I want to be a fashion designer. Um, I want to be a model. Going through everything, but I really was like, I want to be a fashion designer. Um, but even, you know, before that, I was 
always looking at things on TV and kind of finding where I fit in. So I also wanted to be an actress, but then I didn't see anyone that, you know, came from Nigeria, let's say Africa, and moved to, you know, Hollywood and became this famous, beautiful actress. I never saw anything like that. We didn't have a Lupita Nyong'o back then. So for me, that dream kind of felt unrealistic. Um, But then fashion design and modeling, I could see other people like me and so it felt more realistic so I'm like okay yeah I'd love to be a fashion designer I love making dolls for my Barbie (laughs) I love making dresses for my Barbie um and so that was like a great way to express that um and so in primary school I also knew like yeah man I don't want to be in Nigeria for the rest of my life definitely want to move out um I feel like my dreams are way bigger than Nigeria could offer me um and this is what I noticed for myself at a pretty young age no one told me anything or you know anything like that it was just purely my vision and then we go into secondary school high school and that is where you know I'm doing the needful and then it's coming to the time where it's it's almost college time and so I'm sharing how oh yeah I want to be a fashion designer I want to go to school for fashion design and my parents are just like no you are not doing that I'm not sending you to school paying dollars or pounds or whatever for you to study fashion design um it just doesn't sound like something concrete or at least it doesn't sound like a good thing to do for your future so me being Whitney I don't like being told what to do or how to live life. I was like, you know what? Rather than someone telling me, go and study medicine or whatever, I'm just going to study law because in secondary school and high school, I was taking a class called government class, which is basically a law class. Um, And so I felt like, okay, I like this. It's interesting. I can definitely do law. And I'm also not good at math. So anything that involved maths just was out of it. And I had an interest in arts, but I always felt like it was something you had to be born with. Like, yeah, you you know, you weren't born an artist, so don't even bother. And, you know, it's so important that the space you grow up in, study education-wise, it kind of forms who you are. Because here I am feeling like I can't be this great artist because I wasn't born with the skills. And no one's telling me, like, oh, you just have to learn it or I can teach you in school like the vibe was just like yeah you're not you you know you weren't born with this so don't even bother and me I'm just there like okay well that sucks I'll just find somewhere else to be in and then I'm also in school with maths and I just really suck at it and I think it's so important like you control what you tell yourself because in school I was so slow with maths and I knew I was slow with maths but like people around me they were pretty fast at it but no one was patient enough to be like you know Whitney this is something you can do don't beat yourself down it's fine no one you know I didn't have any of that so in my head I'm always just telling myself yeah I suck at maths that's it it's over for me let's just move on and honestly it's so limiting now because when I do see like a maths equation my brain literally freezes like I don't even know where to start, where to begin. I really suck at maths. And, you know, it was just the experience of growing up and just having those moments that kind of told me I sucked at it, that kind of limited me. And even now, as much as I try to get myself out of that space, I still can't just get out of it. It's like my brain literally freezes at maths questions. So a lot of the times I was failing maths in school Um, If I had to, you know, when you do your exams at the end of the term or semester, I would always have to come back to redo it. So I always resat my all my math exams. I think it was only one year I didn't have to reset my math. And that's because I passed by like I passed the past score by like one mark. So I was pretty close to resetting. And honestly, that was also bad for my self-esteem in terms of feeling like, I just sucked at it or I was stupid. There was even a point when I was growing up, I would just be like, I'm stupid, I don't know maths. But I just learned that that's not something I should be telling myself or at least to be saying out loud. So I, you know, kind of moved moved past that. But then still, you know, like these experiences, they kind of limit how you see yourself, you know, and that just sucked. But I just found a way to navigate through that. I've told myself, okay, we're not great at maths, so let's find what we're good at and be great at it. 
and so you know being in high school I just knew like okay yeah I'm good at government class um I like it it's interesting so I'm just gonna do my law um and for me I always I I feel like I bargained this with my parents I was like okay I'll do the law thing but like at the end of it I'm switching to fashion design and they were like yeah sure and in between all of that so primary school secondary school you would always always see me moving towards the creative side so watching fashion tv you know trying to model here and there interning at fashion shows whatever could help me express that creative side i would do it and for me it was also just stating to everyone like see oh whitney is not here for this law whatever you think she's here for this is the life she's choosing for herself so i was always making those little big moves if that makes sense um and so secondary school i just you know i was preparing for college and i knew it was law i was i was moving towards and you know before you go into school to college in England you have to do like A levels O levels which is like foundation or IB which is like foundation as well you kind of have to do a a preschool before college it's like mandatory and based on your preschool um results that's you know it determines the college you go into in the UK and so for me my foundation year um was in Nigeria which I also hated because all my friends they were they were leaving to England for A levels O levels um and I was like in quote the only one staying behind to do mine in Nigeria so I I was I hated it <laughs> I hated the school I just hated the fact that I was still in Nigeria I'm like fam I'm I need to leave like why am I still here um and so that was just basically me in my foundation year that was like my way out <laughs> and so i just told myself get the best score that you can so that you can leave this country <laughs> so i'm very focused on my goals very very focused especially if i acknowledge i'm in a space i don't want to be in i loved my primary school it was amazing i loved the experience i i loved all my friends like that was that was like one of the best parts of my life <laughs> um and then secondary school came and i was in this oh my i hated my secondary school i still hate it now because it gave me some traumatic experiences and it just really sucked and i always would try to tell my parents like get me out of here but then it was like a no so I hated I hated my secondary school and I just wanted to be out. And then literally on day of my graduation, I was so happy. Like <laughs> I was excited. I just was like, thank you, God, I am out of this place. It sucked. It was rubbish. It was just everything. And oh my no. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That just that was a terrible experience. Um, and so foundation was a great escape but it still felt like I was trapped because I was still in Nigeria it's like come on Whitney can we get ourselves out of Nigeria like what are we still doing here and so my foundation I just was like yeah I have to do my best so I can leave this country and I can you know start my life <laughs> because I'm I really had a vision for myself and Nigeria just wasn't giving it to me so I just knew I had to be out and so in foundation when I'm in a space I don't want to be in, I get very focused, kind of angry as well, and I'm not really there to make friends. So I will make friends, but it's really just like hi and bye, unless I really like you and stuff like that. Then it's like okay, we can be friends. But in general, I'm just really trying to pass through that, and so foundation was its own space. I hated it, but it wasn't a bad experience. I just hated the fact that I was still in Nigeria, especially the fact that my friends were all leaving for school abroad and I was still just in Nigeria doing my foundation. So that was one whole year. Um, I applied to all my colleges and they all accepted me, but then I still narrowed it down to my favorite uni, which is Reading, so University of Reading. So, you know, my primary school was in Corona, um, and my secondary school was in Lagoon. <laughs> my foundation was at Bridge House. And then my uni was at um, University of Reading in England. So I spent most of my 
teenagers growing up in Nigeria and then university or college was when I left Nigeria and so I was really excited (laughs) I was really excited I got to uni and that was its own beautiful experience because this was one Whitney out of Nigeria two I found the space to start my YouTube channel uh, I also went natural um, it was just everything because it really harnessed who I am today I feel like growing up in Nigeria I was so limited in so many ways but then college care came and it gave me new it gave me a new avenue to be Whitney and to bring out my strengths so at uni um, this is where I put together Whitney Madike remember I told you guys I would dress a certain way, look a certain way, tell people I'm in fashion and they would look at me like, no, you're not. And so I started to dive deep into YouTube. And so I would watch YouTube tutorials on makeup and you would see me like almost every weekend sitting down in front of my laptop and my, you know, mirror and just doing my makeup, learning, learning, learning. Because you really, you know, there's so much you can say, but you sometimes you have to look the parts to an extent. And so, you know, in uni, that's why, you know, I forced myself to dress a certain way. Um, you know, I'll be wearing heels to class. You know, this is me, 9 a.m., Whitney's full face with makeup, dressed to the tea. Um, and that was, for me, cultivating who I I knew I, I am or I knew I was and trying to share that with the world but also reinforcing it, like, to myself, for myself. And so in uni, um, I'm doing all of this while studying law. So it's a lot of multitasking, you know, making sure I'm at my classes, uh, making sure I look really good for my classes. Um, also spending time during the weekends to film for YouTube, to edit for YouTube. Um, and to also learn how to do my makeup. So I'm co- I'm creating this kind of schedule for myself where during the week I focus on school. And then on weekends I focus on whatever creative side of Whitney I want to focus on. So that's kind of how I retained my sanity in a space that I didn't want to be. I enjoyed my law my law classes at first, but then I think there was just a day in class where I realized this isn't for me. This is not what I can do, but I'm already in class. You know, my school fees, they've been paid for. If you know, you know, the exchange rate back then, especially as an international student on a visa, your parents are coughing out a lot of money. It's no small thing. So this is not something you can just wake up and say, I'm not doing it again, <laughs> fam. I have come back to Nigeria now, you know. So for me, the the only way out was passing through it. I'm doing the needful to pass uni. But in this whole uni experience, because I'm in England for three years for it, I am, you know, I also started modeling. I remember having someone just telling me like, yo, you should do this. You should take it seriously. And so I started, you know, I got gigs here and there. Um, but everything that I'm doing while I'm I'm studying law is still to reinforce the fact that this is not what I'm doing, because at some point I was telling myself, yeah, I can I can be a lawyer and I can also be a fashion designer, but then going to school, going to uni, I realized I can't do both and I don't want to do both. So I was always trying to tell people around me like this is what I'm doing. So I started my YouTube in law in uni which gave me enough time to kind of figure out how to make money and, you know, how to basically prove to people that this is a viable thing to do. Mind you, I didn't think this was like, you know, my life's goal or anything. I was just doing it because this was how I could express my creative side and to share with people that this is what I want to do. I'm not necessarily doing it for validation or whatever. I'm more so doing it for myself so that no one can tell me I can't do it. So everything I'm doing is not to prove my parents wrong or to say, you see, you see, you know, I'm with me. No, I was doing it for myself, but it just paid off that others could see it, if that makes sense. And so in uni, I'm really doing, I'm really cultivating my multitasking, balancing act life. (laughs) 
I'm, you know, I'm learning how to stay focused on law during the week and then have fun, be creative, explore during the weekend. And, you know, in uni as well, I was also interested in a lot of things outside of law and outside of the norm with Nigerians. And so I remember just always asking my friends, like, hey, do you guys want to do this? And it was always like a no. So that also helped me to be comfortable in comfortable in being in spaces that I didn't know anyone so I would go to things like cheerleading by myself meditation classes by myself pole fitness by myself and I was really getting comfortable with the idea of being in spaces where I would be alone and I wouldn't know anyone and this was what I needed you know this is what I needed to even be in New York right now. Like, I can go to places I I don't even know anyone and I'm perfectly fine. Like, this is nothing new to me. But uni was that space where I really nurtured who I am, not based on the society I live in or what people would think. I was really just going with, do I want to do this? Yes. Okay, so let's do it. You know? And so uni was a very beautiful amazing experience I absolutely loved it like University of Reading has my heart always because I was just a different person I was a better person and I was in a space that I loved so I'm in uni for three years learning my law trying to graduate because at the end of the day that's how I would get out of there or at least get out of the law (laughs) career path (laughs) and so I graduate and because I'm on a visa you kind of have to leave the country after you're done with, you know, college or uni. Like, obviously, they give you enough time, like a couple of months. But for me, it was like, I didn't plan to study law. I didn't plan to have a career in law after uni. So the next step was really just moving back to Nigeria. And the most automatic step was just going to law school. And I didn't really think about it. I think everything was just really so fast because while you're still in uni at least your final year of uni you're applying to get into law school um so it was really like a bam 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 graduated and then went straight to law school I was really sad (laughs) when I graduated from uni that was the first time I was sad to leave anywhere um I was really sad because this was a space that I just I was growing in I was finding myself in and I was just being with me um, unapologetically just enjoying life so I was really sad to to leave uni to leave England but then law school was the next step so I graduate in June July and I go straight into law school like straight so I fly back to to Nigeria move to Abuja for law school because once you study abroad aka not in Nigeria <laughs> You have to do bar one in Abuja, which kind of teaches you the basics of Nigerian law before you can actually move into bar two. So in bar one, you have to do in Abuja. And so I moved to Abuja and I was there for a couple of months. There was a culture shock moving back from England to Nigeria because I left Nigeria to England and that just felt like the best move. But then moving from England to Nigeria just felt like the worst move. (laughs) And remember, it's just based off of the fact that I'd always told myself I was moving out of Nigeria. So to find myself back in Nigeria almost felt like I was going backwards, if that makes sense. And so in law school in Abuja, it had this culture shock because it was like, damn, I'm back here. Like, Whitney, what are we doing? But I was just moving so quickly that I didn't really think about it. Um, I knew I wasn't happy being at law school, but I was just still passing through it um, because I still was figuring out, or at least I hadn't thought of the next step for myself in terms of we don't want to do law, so what next? Um, And so I'm still doing, you know, things like YouTube, all of that. It's still in the background because I need it to survive. Like, honestly, my creative side was what helped me pass through these moments because it prov- it provided a balance and it provided sanity. So without, you know, modeling, without having YouTube, I probably would have gone insane 
during this whole journey um so i definitely needed to be as creative as i could be in these moments to survive so i'm in law school i'm in bar one in abuja i share that experience on my youtube channel so there are videos on it you can watch it you can see it um and you know i'm just like passing through it because i don't want to be there i didn't even explore abuja that much when i was there because i was just like i'm here to pass my exams and to leave so i really don't care about my environment i did make friends but like ugh, i just didn't want to be there <laughs> i passed my bar one exams get into bar two i moved back to lagos because i want to be in lagos i don't want to be in abuja for my bar two and law school is crazy so i'm at the nigerian law school it's intense you're coming from england which has a system which has just a flow that makes sense you come to nigerian law school and you're just like what is going on it is crazy you know the experience was just like wow you know and honestly being in law school it just gave me a better view of Nigeria, you know, because obviously I'm from a privileged class, you know, I can't sugarcoat that, you know, so there are definitely experiences of Nigeria that I, I would have not seen or gone through. But then being in law school, I kind of just like saw certain things, heard certain things, and I was just like, wow, like, wow. <laughs> but I think that's another conversation for another day. Um... So law school was its own stressful thing because it's a it's an entire one year of your life. And at some point I had to let go of YouTube. I told myself I have to stop doing YouTube just so I can focus and get out. You know, and this just goes back to Whitney. If I'm in a space I don't want to be in, I will put all my energy to get out. And so getting out was passing my my bar exams and law school is intense. Like you have your classes 9 a.m. to whenever the lecturer, the professor feels like it's right to end the class. So at the beginning, we're finishing class a bit early. Mind you, I'm a very diligent person. I know I have to be in class to pass my exams. So I am in class from that 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Sometimes the professor is stretching into about 5, 6 p.m. Sometimes we might not even have a break. Um, you know, like it was just really intense. And... I just knew that I needed to be in class to take notes, to listen, because that's how I pass exams. Like, if I'm in an exam hall, I am recalling the moment I was in class and I heard the teacher say A or B. So I need those things. Like, I'm not the type of person to skip class and then ask people, what did the lecturer say? I can't. I would fail. So I know who I am in terms of exams. And so I have to be in class every single day, every minute. You know, granted, there were times I was just like, you know what? f this shit (laughs) i am not i'm not i'm not going to class i'm tired so i would skip it but for a good percent like 95 percent of time i was in class and mind you you know my friends they're all skipping class (laughs) you know they're going wherever to chill and to work and me i'm just there like i'm in class you know i can't leave so law school was intense I gave it my all, like my all, like I've never given anything that much of me in my entire life. And that was a crazy experience. Um, And, you know, I just had moments in that law school where I was just dying. I was dying and dying, but I just had to push push through it. Um, In law school, you have to do like two internships Uh, but we call it extension so you do one at the court and you do one at a law firm and you know it was like it was great to do that because then I stopped being in school but then it was still just like wow it was another moment where I just was like yeah this is not what I want to do with my life like going to courts every day being in a law firm every day like nah man so that was also a good way to know I still didn't want to do it (laughs) but I was still on that path um and so exams came and I was I gave it my all I was waking up at odd hours I was studying so hard I was just like Whitney as long as you pass this once you're done you're this is over this is the final step you can do this giving myself all the pep talk motivation that i need 
carry my bible whenever i felt like giving up just reading like psalms 23 and saying the lord is my shepherd i got this you know even if i walk through the shadow of valley of death i will fear no evil you know giving myself bars to rely on like honestly my bible was was that shit (laughs) my bible gave me that encouragement because i would be up early studying and i just like I just want to give up. Like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Why am I doing this to myself? But then I have to just carry my Bible and just read it. And then I'll be calm. And I'm like, okay, back to it. Yo, uh, it was crazy. I was giving my all. And even after the exams, I was still having, you know, crazy moments of waking up at 3 a.m., 5 a.m., thinking I still had exams. And then having to remind myself that I'd finished my exams. Like, it was one year of my life dedicated to something I didn't want to do, but it was such an intense dedication that it sucked the life out of me. You know, I remember with time I was getting very angry. You know, my mom even tried to like, you know, tell me about it. Like, oh, you're so angry. You know, you're so angry. You're so obsessed. I'm like, cause I am where I don't want to be. Like I am studying this law and it's driving me crazy. Like, it would take its toll on any human being. Like, I was slipping into anger, into depression, and I was just dying inside. But I knew it's something I just had to do to get it out of the way. Um, I imagine, you know, I'm going through law school because at any day, if anything should happen, you know, you would need to have qualified to be a lawyer, to practice law in whatever country you want to be in. So law school was just something I had to do to secure my future. <laughs> um, and so I just had to do it. And so I remember, you know, going through all of that and then finally getting my bar results. And mind you, I told myself that we're doing this, we're going to write this exam. But even if you don't pass, you're still not going to go back to it. I told myself because people do fail the bar exams. It's quite hot. It's quite tough. So I already told myself that, see, this is the only chance for writing this exam. If we fail, that's it. That, for me, that's even God's sign that I shouldn't even be, do- be doing this anyways. <laughs> so I'd already given myself that pep talk that if you fail, we are not doing the exams again. That's it. Move on. I got my results. Guys, I cried like a baby in the car. I just, I opened it. I didn't even look at anything else. I just looked for whatever said pass or fail, whatever said that. And I saw pass and I just burst out into tears. I I was holding so much weight because it takes time for the results to come out. So, you know, you're going to be having moments where you're like, damn, my results, have I passed? Have I passed? So I got my results and I just burst out into tears like I was sobbing I was crying I was it's like I could breathe again I could breathe like it was it was crazy I just I will I will always remember how I looked how I felt like I burst out in in tears and I kind of like clenched my 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 torso and my chest to my laps and I was just like there crying because it just felt like finally finally we have done it we've made it thank you god this is over so that was it (laughs) i finished law school you know i i went to abuja to graduate because that's where the ceremony is held and i just felt free but it was a proud moment i will not lie it was a beautiful moment to have been in my wig and gown you know, walking around, people congratulating me. I felt like I'd accomplished something, like I had done this. And as much as it was something I didn't want to do, it was still a proud moment. Like I'd conquered this. My parents were proud, you know, they were telling everyone like, yeah, this is the barrister, she's a solicitor now. I felt great. Like I'd gotten this amazing title, even though I knew I wasn't going to use it. But it was great to have accomplished something so brilliant so beautiful like as much as it was a terrible experience like it was a proud moment for me and I was happy um and that was just law school and you know after all of this after law school I just I had a moment where I was really upset I had to key into my emotions because I I was moving so fast you know I'd 
graduated from England, from University of Reading, and I'd gone straight into law school. And after everything, I just realized I was deeply unhappy. And so I was like, what do I need to do to have a better life? I was deeply unhappy. And funny enough, even after law school, I found myself having a nine-to-five job, which is a story for another day. But I was deeply unhappy and I was like, what do I need to do? I had to key into my goals that I told myself for years to come. <laughs> and it was just a, a huge, Whitney, you're not meant to be in Nigeria. You've always told yourself you're moving out. So why are you here? What are you doing? And so I was like, okay, well, I'm moving out of Nigeria, but what are we going to do? And honestly, I just had to tie it into school. I have my law degree from England, so university already in my LLB. I also have my bar, you know, certificate. So I'm a qualified barrister and solicitor of the Supreme Court of Nigeria. I know, look at that. And now I am going into Parsons for this fashion design certificate program. So it's a continuing ed program and you're kind of just attaching it to your other degrees. And so it, it just provided a flexible way for me to learn fashion design and to just navigate through it. And so I am paying by the class. So that's how you do it. That's why it was quite affordable for me to do. You're paying by the class you take. So they advise you to do two classes each semester and you have two years to complete it. So I had enough time in my head to just work everything out. And so I figured, okay, I'll do two classes a semester and then have a job to pay for it. Mind you, I'm creating this plan in my head and I'm still in Nigeria. <laughs> I st- I don't have a job or anything like that. I just figured this would work out. And you know, to to even pay for the first class, I had to have someone help me pay for it. You know, it was just a lot of gambling um really while I was still in Nigeria. I am really enthusiastic about this whole experience of going to New York. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't even have any way of funding this program that I wanted to be on. I just knew I needed to pay for the first few classes. So I found the cheapest that I could pay for um, and then figure it out from there. I calculated like, yeah, this is what I needed to pay for to start and then when I land in New York, I'll figure the rest out. So I really didn't even have any way of securing this future or even thinking it was possible. I just felt like I would just start from here and see how it goes. Because I'm thinking, yeah, I'll just, I'll land in New York, get a job, get a place. Thinking all of this would take like about a month. And then I land in New York. I'm here. First of all, I'm staying with a family, with a friend of a friend place and then I'm trying to get a job and that's taking forever so I'm also nervous like oh the semester it's almost over I don't have a job yet how am I going to pay for the next semester because I have two years to complete this program um but I also don't want to rush it like I don't want to have a semester where I'm taking four different classes because I couldn't make one semester so it's really for me I'm trying to have a good experience a comfortable experience while learning so that was a lot of pressure this was honestly so beautiful because it took me two years to finish this course and I finished it this year in March but it was beautiful because like I didn't even see how it was possible like I didn't have a map of how it would be possible for me to pay for these classes because mind you I'm paying for two classes a semester which is like about one thousand five hundred dollars and I didn't have any job that was remotely good enough for it and I had rent to pay I just had life so it was it felt like a lot to pay for it but the Lord Jesus by my side through it all I navigated through it all and I'm so grateful but generally I didn't even have any way of paying for all of these things and I remember even starting a GoFundMe before leaving Nigeria. So I started the GoFundMe and it was it was sad because I had a goal in mind and people, it just felt like no one was helping me. Like obviously people donated, I think I made like $300 and I was so grateful to each and every one that 
gave me something no matter how small because i'd spent so much i spent all of my money buying a one-way ticket out of nigeria and then here i am saying i want to go to parsons for this school and i just i didn't have money like you know i didn't have money for anything so i i, I resulted to i moved to the gofundme to help me and even that wasn't helpful so you know helpful in terms of meeting my goal so i made 300 dollars off of the gofundme which was great because it helped me survive <laughs> when i didn't have a job but it was still so crazy because like here i am thinking okay i can start gofundme other people have been successful with gofundme and it will help me with my school and they're not even meeting a quarter of my financial goal kind of was sad but i didn't let that keep me down i was just grateful to whoever funded you know me in any way they could so yeah that was like parsons and parsons was such a beautiful experience like i am so glad i did it because i learned so much about the career i've i've always told myself i wanted to be in and then i learned new skills so part of skip program you do things like color theory which is you know understanding colors how it works together all of that you do other things like construction so you're learning how to sew pattern making and then there was one course which was fashion illustration and or actually sketching or drawing it was a drawing class um (laughs) actually it's called design sketching (laughs) so i had that class that taught me how to draw and guys remember when i told you i was in high school and i felt like it was something you had to be born with and here i am our parsons it's a it's a how long was it like uh it was 12 classes so that was like a three week um a three month program and i learned how to sketch in three weeks this is something i'd been trying to learn how to do all my life and here i am at parsons and i learned how to do it in a matter of weeks how insane is that and it goes back to this you know this point of where you actually grow up or the society you're in affects how you see things like this is me feeling like drawing is something i have to be born with and i'm struggling to learn how to do it for the entirety of my life and then here i am at parsons and i learn how to sketch in three in three months how insane is that like that's so crazy i can't get over it and i'm just so grateful that i i went to parsons to learn all of this because it's been a great avenue for me to even grow like now i'm an illustrator like i love doing this so it's crazy it's really crazy but parsons was such a great experience and i learned so much i loved it it was a great way for me to dive into this fashion design world that i always said i wanted to be in and it was a great learning experience because sometimes you feel like you know everything or you know certain things about your career path and then you go into school and it reshapes that, it makes it better, it refines it. So Parsons was a great experience and I had two years to complete this program. I was taking two classes each semester, um, so making sure I finished on time and I did and I have and I got my certificate at the end of it. And so it's so, so great. It, feel, it feels great. It felt great to have accomplished something. That I didn't even know how the final end would be. I just knew this was what I wanted to do and I worked towards that. It was such a beautiful experience because it really helped me nurture who I am and who I want my brand to be. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the goal is to be a fashion designer and so the Parsons experience was just a great avenue to kind of fine-tune who I am or the skills that I, I already have and the skills I should learn and just to figure things out because you know it's one thing to say oh you want to be this person but when you actually go through the learning process you find so much you find so much more and it's like wow I didn't even know this side of it existed I didn't know this is what I needed so all in all it was a great experience and it was you know, an affordable way for me to learn fashion design without one being in a hectic school life and to still being able to go to school and still do other things inside. Because when I'm while I was in Parsons, I was I obviously had a nine to five, I was working as an influencer, as a model, anything I could to just get money to pay for school. 
and then I didn't want a full-time student life because I'd just done that uni in England and then law school um, so I just was over the whole educate intense education process and so this program was just so perfect for me and it was just perfect for just fine-tuning things fine-tuning my brand figuring out who I am learning new skills and so in my design in my design sketching class um, I learned so much about illustration in my color theory class I learned so much about color and water and paint that once I was you know comfortable in these classes I decided to go online to learn things so on Skillshare an amazing platform where you do learn um, various things on Skillshare I dived deeper into painting into illustration and I was really trying to teach myself um, more things because at the end of the day I feel like your interest it, it grows and you need to kind of go through it to figure out if it's for you or not so illustration is definitely one thing I do enjoy and I'm so glad I went to Parsons and I learned how to draw because it's giving me such a great avenue or at least you know something more interesting to even add to my story and it's something that I do enjoy so I'm done with Parsons um, and it's really about moving on to the next step of my goals and my vision and my dreams for my life generally you know this whole school journey, it, it it's shown growth as a person, you know, starting off from secondary school that made me feel like I needed to be born with art skills to even be an artist, to coming to Parsons and being taught that anyone can learn how to draw at any age. Um, that was beautiful. Knowledge, it gave me knowledge in terms of, you know, what it takes to be a lawyer, you know, giving me the skills, the discipline to to learn to read and also to protect myself um gave me respect you know (laughs) I know that sounds very cheesy to say but you know people look at me differently because I have a law degree or you know because I say like yeah I'm a barrister or solicitor in Nigeria they look at me so much differently like almost like they take me seriously um it showed me the importance of just of education but good education great education that motivates you and cultivates in you this sense of anything is possible and everything is possible um because you know in certain areas of my education I always felt like it wasn't possible but then in some experiences it just showed me like it is possible and it's so important that we surround ourselves in spaces that actually remind us that everything is possible because it is and you know this education it's giving me such a good range of skills like going from law to fashion design it's enough (laughs) it's enough to show you the the magnitude of skills I have um and it's it's always so beautiful because even just sharing that change that career change it's always so surprising or shocking to people they're like wait what like you went from law to fashion design I'm like yeah I did both you know I'm great at it um that's who I am I'm a creative person um and it, it it's continuously giving me clarity so being in a space like law gave me clarity that it's not what I want to do and it kind of aligned me even more to the creative side because then day when you're doing something you don't want to do you feel that disconnect there's nothing you can do about it it's just there you can't fix it it's just you always feel that disconnect you always feel just out of place in it and law gave me that clarity to 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 see the difference between being doing something that there's a disconnect and doing something that there's a connection and it's just always shown me like I'm, I thrive in everything creative, everything like this, like, you know, everything that relates to personality, everything that relates to art, I thrive so much better um, because, like, it, it allows me to express who I am um, beautifully. I feel like in spaces where there are strict rules, strict everything, there's just a box you have to be in, I can't survive in it but in spaces where I can be whoever do whatever I just grow and I continuously grow and it's giving me the confidence you know um it's giving me the confidence to know where I I am meant to be in and where I choose to be in and 
you know, these experiences, they are dreadful in that moment. <laughs> I know, like, so many times, you know, being in law school, even studying in, in England, my law degree, so many times I just wanted to bash my laptop on the floor, like, what am I doing? So many times I just wanted to quit. So many times I just was so frustrated um, because law in itself is very intense. You need a lot of reading, you need a lot of understanding. And, you know, as much as I loved university in Reading, I still just had moments where the law was so much for me, but I still had to do it. And then, you know, just those experiences where I would do things that not everyone wanted to do and I'd have to be there by myself. It also just brought this confidence in me where I can be anywhere in any situation and I'll be fine. And, you know, these skills that I've learned throughout my education... As much as, you know, there are experiences I would have loved to bypass, <laughs> they've, one, created a great story for me, a relatable story for me that I can share with you guys. Because I know a lot of you, you tell me constantly like, oh my gosh, you're just like me. I'm studying law and I want to switch careers. Um, or just like this sense of, I don't want to be here, but I am. So I'm just going to pass through it and we're going to be fine. But in general, like, in these situations that you rather not be in, you can always find a happy place. You can always find an escape. It's really up to you. You can't have that space define it for you. You have to figure it out for yourself. I always put my energy in spaces that I knew was for me. And that was always something creative. So taking my modeling seriously, filming YouTube videos, um doing whatever that I could to escape or to balance the energy I was giving. So you're you're there doing something you don't want to do and that is draining in itself. So if you're not doing something that you want to do, <laughs> you're not giving yourself anything at all. Because when I do these things like create YouTube videos, create this podcast, it is draining in some sense because you know you're you're putting in work but it's so satisfying like you know when I edit when I post it I feel so fulfilled like I feel brilliant even when while I'm creating on amazing days I'm like nice like this feels great like yes Whitney so you have to figure out what is your happy space what is your escape to just get you through these moments because if I didn't have any of this I don't even know where I'd be right now you know, I really don't know where I'd be. And I started like my YouTube while I was in uni. And, you know, I started all of this while I was in uni. And so I am in a space now where I'm doing exactly what I want to do um, in some way. Um, I still have goals I, I need to achieve um, as any other human being would. But I am in a space now that is truly mine. And it's not for anyone. It's not for my parents. It's for Whitney Madrike. It's not for anyone in this entire world but myself. And I had to get myself here. You know, I had to do everything I could to constantly push my creative self to be successful. I had to make sure I was, you know, sharing the side of me that I, I knew was would be my main focus. Even if I was doing the law, I was still finding ways to reiterate that I am more inclined with art or creative stuff. And it's so important, like no one, absolutely no one can do it for you. I would have probably be gone straight into a nine to five in law, you know, working at a law firm, going to court, still being unhappy and then telling everyone, this is not what I want to do, but I'm still going to do it. Like, no, like, no. So you have to you have to find that space for yourself. There are definitely moments that you can't you know you can't get out of you know because I know I had to do my uni and I had to do law school. I couldn't get out of it, but at least I still found a way to insert what I really wanted to do into my life, and that takes a lot of discipline. That takes a lot of energy because here I am going to school every single every single day 
but still waking up early to make sure I look good <laughs> even if I didn't have to and it wasn't about impressing other people it was just more so of you know encouraging myself to stay on this path um and you know I had to put in that work I am going to school and I'm still you know on weekends I'm making sure I'm filming videos and editing which is work in itself so that required a lot and you know, even to this day, it's that sort of energy that I still use now. That sort of discipline that I still use now. Because I cultivated this discipline in me that now, you know, I don't have a 9 to 5, but I will wake up at 7.30 a.m. in the morning to start my day. And I probably won't get to bed till I feel like I'm done. So now I kind of give myself the 6 p.m. curfew um, to stop working because if not, I will continue working. Um, and it's giving me this great skill at multitasking. So I do a lot of things. I'm a one woman team here, guys. Like I film, I create, I edit, I post all by myself. Um, definitely getting to a point where I need some help. (laughs) But right now I do all of these things myself and it's because I'm so used to it. That's just been my journey. That's been my journey from law to fashion design. And even now it's always evolving. Um, you know, you have amazing platforms like Skillshare this is not sponsored by the way this is just what I use um amazing platforms like Skillshare that you can learn different things you know free platforms like YouTube um and it's really creating that space for yourself a lot of you will find yourself in spaces you don't want to be but what are you doing to get yourself out of that space what are you doing to prepare yourself for the future because I could have been telling myself I don't want to do law But I also, you know, could have just not done anything outside of that. But where would that really leave me? You know, where would that really leave me? So it's so important that as much as we're in spaces we don't want to be in, we find or at least we create a plan for ourselves to get ourselves out of that. And it will not always be clearly defined. It's never been clearly defined to me. It's just one goal that I kind of expand with time. As much as it might feel like I have these things mapped out in some way, it's really just a little goal that I expand with time. It's a little goal that I kind of let it grow as I go through it because if you wait for it to be clearly defined, one, you limit yourself, you limit your vision, you limit your reach, you limit everything about yourself and you also hinder yourself from just doing it or growing. So anything I've done in this life, <laughs> I've never had it completely mapped out. I just really, I say I want to do it and I do it. And if I will cry in the process, I will cry. <laughs> but if it's something I really want to do, I will make sure I do it. And that's just with me. My final words on this is really to kind of understand what you want for yourself and to constantly remind yourself and to constantly remind yourself in ways that matters, not silently, but boldly, Um, and to constantly always put yourself out there, no matter how big, no matter how small, if it's a space you truly want to be in, reach for it, you know, go for it, and really, it's so much better to try and to fail than to not even try at all like it's so much better and that's for me is what I used to do things I'm just like I'm gonna go for it if it sucks it sucks if it doesn't I you know that's awesome but I will not let I will not let myself be limited and you you always have to be that person for yourself that if it's something you want to be in don't let people's thoughts you know actions whatever limit you just go for it so my school journey has definitely been something that I didn't necessarily want to be in but I've always found a way to make the best out of it and that's how I've made it to this point I've always found a way to escape I've always found a way to find my happy place and I've always found a way to use that moment to bring something out of it that will help me in some way it really nourishes you and it heals you to not give in to the space that you don't want to be in and to find a little space that you do want to be in and 
it gives you life and i think that's so important and a lot of us we need to constantly be doing that so that we're not just passing through life aimlessly or unaware or just passively but we're doing it actively because if you you are creating a space you want to be in in the midst of the space you don't want to be in it requires a level of awareness a level of of you being alert about your goals about your vision and it constantly drives you through when you're making decisions you're you're thinking about the the real goal you have for yourself and it guides you through it navigates you through those moments and that's what i've used in this journey to just always be back out where i need to be and i want to be in thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed today's conversation I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Leave me a voice message or simply say hi on Instagram at my life so far podcast. I would love that. And speaking of voice message, I have one right here. So let's give you a listen. <laughs> hi, Whitney. I really enjoyed this podcast again. And like when you're talking about like setting goals, like sometimes I feel like I have goals and I'm just so scared. Like when I see them actually coming to existence, like when I see myself actually stepping up to the plate, I begin to freak out. And thank you for acknowledging that there is a feeling where you're just down. Like as a content creator, I do YouTube as well. And like sometimes you just things are just not going your way, especially like if you're in Nigeria or how you want to like create amazing content or like do certain things and your environment is limiting, things are just not working out and you feel super frustrated. But what you do is like create something to distract you, to be positive. Like I never knew that you know, there was a mechanism to it, which you just, you know, laid out what you do, gospel music, recite positive mantras. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much for sharing. I absolutely love hearing what you have to say. It's so encouraging. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And I just love that, you know, each episode brings something new to the table for you. It's really such a beautiful experience to have and to know so yeah thank you and if you can please leave me a review i would love that so much (laughs) and i'll catch you guys in my next episode thank you guys so much lots of love bye